Hi, I'm Miles. And I'm Marika. And this is I Don't Know What I'm Doing. Because we don't. Sticky, and we are here facing a different direction in the living room. Yes, so you can hear Miles better. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it because it's like my own show. <laughs> it literally was. <laughs> Yay! You guys are just used to turning like your volume up and down for the show, right? <laughs> Depending on who's talking. <laughs> oh, um. We usually start off with our fails of the week. Yes. But in my case, it's my fail of eight years. Yeah. Wait, what is that? So, in the early 20-teens, I was in AmeriCorps. Okay. And when you do AmeriCorps, each year that you're in it, at least my program, you get $5,500 to use towards education. Okay. That can be used towards student loans... Okay. Or that can be used towards future education. Okay. I used like, so I got $11,000. Oh, okay. Because I did it for two years. Okay. Um, that money, I never really knew what I was going to do with because I didn't have any student loans. Thank you, great uncle Johnny. Thank <laughs> God. Didn't mm-hmm. have to, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have student loans, but I also, when I went to advertising school, Chicago Portfolio School, because they're not accredited, right. <laughs> I wasn't able to use the money for that either. Right. So the money was just kind of sitting there. I took a Spanish class with it, and I took an Art Institute class, um, like a Fashion Fundamentals class, which was actually awesome. Okay. So I spent like maybe $1,000 okay. of the $1,100, okay. or the, of the $11,000. Okay. Okay. And last year, half of it expired. Ooh, girl. I know. The other half is expiring in August. And I was like, you know what I should have fucking done? is I've always known about this program at Middlebury College, Vermont, which is a, in the summer, it's an eight-week language immersion program, and it costs $7,000. Uh-huh. And you go, and you can pick any language you want, Spanish, French, German, Korean, Arabic, I think, Portuguese. Yeah. And you, like, live there, and you have to sign a pledge that you will not speak English. You're, you will go on the internet in Spanish. Or let's say you're doing Spanish. You'll go on the internet in Spanish. You will watch Spanish TV. You will only speak Spanish for eight weeks. Like, you have to immerse, like, fully. And people that have reviewed the program are like, I learned more Spanish here than when I lived in Spain. Oh, my God. Because I couldn't crutch on English. Oh, wow. And I've always, like, had a huge boner for this program. <laughs> But been like, and I'm like, why didn't, when I used to have my summers off, right? I worked at the Francis Parker school, which I did go on amazing vacations and I love that. I did that. I'm like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I, I went to like Japan and Greece and like, that's true. And I'm like, why did I not take my fucking free ass money from AmeriCorps and my free ass time from my school? Why didn't you do that when you were at the salon? This, that was pre-AmeriCorps. Oh, that was okay. Salon, when I worked at the salon, I had no days off. <laughs> I had no PTO. I worked. I worked full time. I had no health insurance. Made ten dollars an hour and had no PTO. America, you you just think about what that. We think about the society we just made. That, okay. <laughs> you think about with a full time work that got me nothing. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Back to this thing. So my fail basically is that. 
But I'm trying to turn this fail into a success because I was like, I have two months before this fucking expires. Yeah, right. And I was like Googling, because you can extend the award. Okay. But only under very specific circumstances. I went on Reddit and I was like, what are other AmeriCorps alumni fucking doing to stretch this shit and extend this shit? And they were like, it's COVID, bitch. How are you supposed to use it? And I was like, yes. So I was like, I was like, I'm extending this award. COVID. <laughs> I go to their terrible website. Rona. They want you to open an internet explorer. It's the only way it works. It's horrible. Ew. 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 Guys, ew. Not, ew. Eight, eight years ago, literally like eight years, nine years ago, I almost didn't do AmeriCorps at all because the website was so bad and I still haven't changed it. <laughs> I had to open it in Safari for it to like barely work. Chrome couldn't handle it. Chrome couldn't do it. Um... <laughs> So I go on, I'm like, extend my award, do that drop down menu. I'm like, I have an illness. And I write up and they, they, they're like, okay, what do you want? They don't give you any guidance. They're just like, do you want to attach a PDF to explain? Don't give you any, there's no template. Okay. So I just like open up a word doc and I'm like, dear corporation for national community service. It's Rona, bitch. How am I supposed to fucking use this award? Okay. I want to do an immersive language program and you want me to do that online? No. The quality of the education is compromised. Please extend this. So I did that today. I don't know if it's going to work. It's probably not going to work because it's the government I'm dealing with. I would have to quit my job to even do this program because it's eight weeks. So, wait, would you have to... Oh, you couldn't speak English. Right? Is that part of it? You mean... You have to go to Vermont? You have to go to the college for eight weeks. Oh, wow. And they put you up in, like, a campus thing. <gasps> wow. I don't even know if I want to do this, but I was like, if I have the education money to do this, I do want to do this. Like, if, I, yeah. if someone else would pay for it... That's like my Spanish camp that I went to. Laga... Laga de Bosque. <laughs> yes. Laga de Bosque, which is Forest Lake. You did that? Oh, that was mm -hmm. like a day camp thing? It wasn't a day camp. It was a sleepover sleep camp. Sleepaway? Sleepaway camp, but like for a week. How old were you? Uh, it was like in seventh... No, I was like 16 because Ian and I like broke up that summer. Or like the end of the school year. And yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm getting a... And I got a camp boyfriend. Mm. And then at the end, he, like, pretended not to, like, know me. See, those are the kind of experience, like, I've never lived abroad. I exchanged to France in college, but it was not immersive because it was during the winter and it was, like, surrounded by art school students. Like, right. kind of, like, it was a campus of my college. So, like, I never did a fucking immersive camp. I never stayed with a family. I never, like, taught English in fucking Japan or Korea or mm -hmm. France or whatever. So I'm, like... Now that I'm 32, I'm like, I kind of want to do that shit finally. Like, I kind of want to... That's an experience I've always wanted to have, and <clears> I didn't <throat> exchange in high school or any of that shit. Right. And I'm... Whatever. I don't care. I'm not loyal. Job, I love you, but, like, I'm not going to let you hold me back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> From your cultural goals. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, um, and languages... <laughs> So, I striked up a deal with my mother. Struck? Striked? Struck? <laughs> um, struck up a deal with my mother about learning Thai. So, I told her, if I learn Thai, okay, you, no more gifts for the rest of your life. No more Mother's Day gift, no card, no Christmas gift. No, nothing. Mother, birthday? No. No um, card. No card also. And really... Why does that feel mean? Uh, I, <laughs> why don't you want to give her... I mean, I suck. I never give my fucking mom a card, but like, oops. Like, why don't you want to do a card? Because my mom gets like sappy and stuff and like upset. 
You know, I can't do funny cards. But um, for my fail, um, have I started doing that? Uh, no. Okay, so you told your mom, who you speak Thai, that you're mm-hmm. going to learn Thai for her to avoid having to get her any extra cards. Well, because also to give her off my back of like learning Thai. Oh, also. she's telling you back about it? She, yeah, she definitely is. Of course. Wait, always? Mm, like probably every time I talk to her, like which is like once a week on Sundays, yeah. For your entire life? Uh, not for my entire life because I didn't talk to her once a week. <laughs> but like, I feel like your parents are really supportive of you like learning Spanish and stuff. Yeah, but since I'm not learning Spanish and... I, I get why my mom's on my back because I'd probably be the same way of like, um, I can speak Thai. Take this fucking opportunity. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is your heritage. This is your, your birthright. Like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? I can speak Thai. And my mom keeps to pitch Thai to me. She keeps saying, Maria, there is no grammar with Thai. Okay? For example, if you want to do anything past tense, you just put the word yesterday somewhere in the sentence. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter where. She basically said that. Doesn't matter where you put it. Just put it somewhere. I mean, I believe that that's true. Do I believe that there's no grammar in this language? No. That's, there's got to be. So I downloaded like the app that you recommended much many 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 moons ago, which is Mango. Uh-huh. And I started it and I stopped because they were talking about inflection. I'm like, I already know inflection. Just tell me what to say. <laughs> Just tell me what to say. So I have a, this is like this proposition um, occurred probably two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Have I done anything? No. It's like downloading the app and that is it. I mean, it's definitely daunting. It's, yeah. But I think it would be fun though. Like I think what I need to be motivating myself is like talking to people behind their back in front of them with my mother. Mm-hmm. Like my dad. <laughs> And I think, like, my mom is a different person in Thai. Well, um, I'll be checking in <clears throat> probably every hour on your Thai journey, because I'm very invested <laughs> in that. Um, and I guess we can get into our topic. I don't even... Wait, I thought you had questions about it. Because oh. I said it over dinner, and then Miles was like, save it for the podcast. Um, I guess I'm just assuming that you're going to be illiterate. Yeah. Okay. Um, shouldn't be, I don't, this is, this is a very, um, historical, like, moment in our history that's very, uh. America's history. Yeah. yeah. America's. Um, so we're going to talk about white privilege and just. Privilege in general. And privilege in general. Probably just the state of our country and all the inequalities that have built it. <laughs> right. We're recording like, this, like, after, I mean, the George Floyd, Floyd murder was mm-hmm. His funeral was today. And, you know, and then obviously there's talk of, like, uh, Breonna Taylor as well, too, uh, and other um, people who have not found justice yet, or or not, not that saying George found justice yet, but um, they haven't even started that, especially God, Breonna Taylor, dude. But speaking of white privilege, um, Miles, how do you feel white? privileged i don't know i don't know how to like broach this question because for me like yeah i guess i like to all of these things to me are very visual it's like right because uh, somebody sees you policeman uh employer 
sees your name or sees like an employer on resume sees your name or right. a placement sees you and identifies you as white. Maybe you're white, maybe you're three quarters white, quarter black, right, right. maybe you're part Asian, but like they're like, okay, you're white ish to me. Right. It's like they society has been completely constructed for you because mm-hmm. America was completely constructed for white men. Men. Mm-hmm. Um and we've, like, done little things to, like, update that and change that and try to <laughs> fix that. But, like... Not really. I, I feel like we just think that history is, like, this thing that's, like, a closed book. But it's, like, um... That, like, wasn't that long ago. Like, it's still <laughs> completely informing, like, so many systems that we have right. It's just, like, um... This... Some... What's it? I want to say systematic so badly, but it's, like... What is it called? Systematic. Systematic? Racism. Okay. I feel like I say it wrong. For me, like, white privilege is, like, I don't have to have that much fear when I get pulled over. I'm going to be honest. I do have fear because I'm getting fucking pulled over. Wait, do you identify as white? I, 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 yeah, I do. I identify mostly as white because I have not, I've, the discrimination that I have felt is very small. Yeah. Um, it's just like mixing up the two brown girls in grade school. But but yeah, like I grew up in a middle class environment pretty much and my dad grew up is white and my mom is Asian. She grew up in Thailand. So like, you know, I feel like obviously I came from a privileged background. Mm-hmm. You know, granted my dad's family was poor. Like, they weren't, they didn't have, they didn't grow up rich. They didn't really grow up, like, probably lower middle class. Um, and my mom also, third world country, but, like, probably middle class for a third world country. Um, but, yeah, but, like, my parents, we didn't do subsidized housing or anything. Not saying, like, all African Americans experience that, but let's be real, like, the majority of all minorities are in that type of environment yeah, because of like redlining and stuff and, yeah and the society's been built against them, them. right I mean, that's kind of i think of it like even earlier where i was like i had no college loans it's like my great uncle fucking born in the 20s greek mm-hmm. um parents born in greece but like white like right he made his money owning a pepsi bottling plant and he got super rich off of that like could a black man have owned or woman owned a Pepsi bottle plant at that time? Hell no. Oh, hell no. You know? So I'm like, I did benefit from, I definitely benefited from the system and the right. historical system. Right. Where yeah. I had a fucking rich ass relative. Right. Right. I mean. I didn't do any work towards that. <laughs> no. But it's like, it's like, oh God, it's like, it's so unfair because I mean. I could have like been born in a poor family also and be white. You know, but I was lucky to be chosen into a family that... Chosen? I don't know, chosen. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how to say, like, randomly selected. Uh, (laughs) Gosh, it's so really hard to talk about white privilege because, like, I don't know politically what to say, but it does feel like need to be discussed rather than, like, the brutality of police against black lives like you know because to order to fix that racism we gotta like start with 
how well, we that's what like pers- people are saying. They're like, if you want to fix racism, is racism in police? You honestly have to fix racism, which right. is a way harder thing. So they're like, what can we do right now to with laws and stuff to fix police right now? Because the, fixing racism will take a long time. Yeah, it. Gosh. Although there was an interview again today with this uh, Fayetteville. Where is that? Christ, Google it, I guess. <laughs> the, fa- the, lead, the, ch- the chief of police in Fayetteville is a black woman. Okay. And they were like, do you think... No, no, oh, they were like, do you think the police can fix racism on their own and can fix these brutality policies on their own? Or do they need, you know, the protesters and the public? Yeah. And, to, and she was like, oh, we can definitely not fix... We cannot fix it on our own. No. She's like, I've been in this police force. I've seen it happen. I've seen people, like... She's like, there's no way. It's mm-hmm. too entrenched. Oh. Which is cool to hear our fucking chief of police That's say. right, right. So. I mean, yeah. I, I, like, I saw, like, this clip of, like, a documentary about, like, really, really wish I could remember what it's called, but the clip was basically showing, like, this black, NYPD, um, black police officer who's trying to get promoted, mm-hmm. and he is in, like, the top five at least percentile of like the t- test you have to pass to get this promotion. I can't remember what it is, but probably detective or something like that. Probably like a chin up exam. Yeah. Um, or like... Right. But this is written. It's a written <laughs> exam. Okay. Uh, like, so he's like, he's, he was placed eighth out of 6,000 applicants or for this, for this I'm test. I'm stressed out how competitive that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, eighth. Uh-huh. Still not getting it. Well, eighth, not first. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, overall. <laughs> in, in, in America? I don't. Okay. I think in the entire, like, New York Police Department. Okay. It's pronounced New York. New York. But, okay. okay, but it's, you know, really Brooklyn that he was yeah, this. Okay, yeah, this yeah, precinct. Yeah. Okay. So, he's, like, asking his, like, obviously his boss, like, what the fuck is happening? And he's like, um, you know, it's like, well, it's your quota, like, you know, because he's like, it's like, I, I, he's like, dude, yeah, there's he a said quota. quota, not the word quota, but okay, it's like I'm your like, numbers. We... He's like he, your numbers, okay. and he's kind of said in in the beginning of the clip that like he was his numbers, and you know, and he's like, but he's saying like he's rebuttaling that because I know I'm not the lowest though, mm-hmm. in numbers. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is happening? And he's like, you want me to be honest? They said, fuck that guy. <gasps> because you have dreadlocks and you're black. Are we talking like the long dreadlocks where you also put like jewelry in it and maybe you have a beard and like maybe oh, I, like, you're He's like at the beach or something? He was like... He was fine. He was fine. Yeah, he was, he, he was pretty good. He was, yeah. And he had like this, he had this slick like bun dreadlock thing going on. He was like working like, it was like, it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You clean up real nice, girl. That's, okay. <laughs> you clean up real nice. That's controversial. I think the police uniform is hot. And I know police aren't cool right now, but like, I can't change that. Okay? <laughs> it's true. It's hot. It's Not like, when you, but it's not how when you push an old man over okay like no yeah that's not hot you are ugly to me if you push me over onto a bed like i don't know and wrap your thighs around me yeah with that police like i like when it's the whole and then i feel your baton 
<laughs> Which, but uh, I like when it's the whole regalia. Like, I like how complicated it can get, where it's like, it's kind of like a dress shirt, but then it has like the pockets with that like scallop thing, and then there's like a badge, and then sunglasses, and then a tie, and then the leather jacket, and then like so many components. Layers. Uniform. Layers. It sucks that you can't like be that for Halloween anymore because like police suck, so it's like. Well, you could be a dead cop. Oh, yeah, that's true. You could be like a dead cop. Yeah, you could be a dead cop. Uh, Everyone loves those. Figured it out, you guys. Everyone loves those. Yeah. Have you dated anybody outside of your race? I know you have. Yeah, a lot, yeah. How many. God, I don't want to say how many races. That's I'm just gonna. We're gonna do a laundry list. (laughs) Okay, so I dated some white people, I dated some Jewish people, also white. Um, I dated a guy that was half black, half Native American. I dated a guy that was black, although, you know, there was some Scottish in there, but black. Okay. Dated a guy that was half Asian, half white. Um, and it's funny because, like, if you date one person that's not white, sure. Mm -hmm. But even, like, two people, white people will be like, oh, so you really, you're really into Asians. Or even if I talked about somebody, an Asian being attracted, or like, oh, so you're really into black guys. I'm like, why the fuck are white people trying to make this, like, a fetish thing? Like, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, every, every single ethnicity on this entire planet can be hot. Right. A hot man is a hot man. I don't care what the skin tone, the face shape, the eye shape. Like, I mean, no, as long as it's, like, the attractive, like, we got that fucking, whatever, symmetry. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's weird to me when people are like, I'm not into Asians or I'm not into black guys or whatever. And I'm like, but a hot person is a hot person. If I see a hot black man, am I going to deny that? Hell fucking no. Hell no. But when I watch porn, what am I watching? White people. Gonna be honest. Like, I don't watch porn. You should. It's really great. (laughs) I used to not watch it. I used to be not into that. I'm like, eh, I'll do it I myself. Watch two strangers I don't know. And it's always so violent. It's no. always, at least Picking gay the- porn is fucking violent. It's just like, thrust, 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 thrust. And I'm like, oh my God, take it <laughs> slow. Take a chill pill. Like. Take a chill. I haven't <laughs> watched gay porn except for lesbian. And lesbian's so like slow and like soothing and like. Do you think they're actually lesbians? Caressing. Um. No, maybe I don't know. I can't really tell. I I watched like I even watched like lady old lady porn. <gasps> what do you miss that? What does that mean? Um, basically, it was like a nunnery type of environment. How old are we? Are like they're old? They're old. How old is old? Like fifty or like fifties? Like a J Lo fifty or like no? Girls like little sagginess fifty. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I watched it one time. It was essential. Mm. So look, look at the connection between those two women. Yeah. yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, it, like for us women, like lesbian porn is very nice and calming. Like we like sometimes we want to transition into that because like I want something that's like, you know, taking it slow and like kissing me and like oh that stuff. Because well, that's like real love. Yes, it you know? is. Um so do you recognize, like, how do I phrase it? Like, are you starting to recognize, like, white privilege in different ways right now? Um, I mean, I have had 
training and stuff on this, so it doesn't feel super fresh to me. Like, I had to read, um, I, for my job, I had to read, for when I worked at school, like, why are all the black kids <laughs> together in the cafeteria? And, okay. like, Dr. Beverly Tatum, who wrote that book, like, came into my work and she spoke to us about the book, which was such an amazing experience, because, like, that book is amazing. So, I have, like, been educated on these, some of these topics already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not all super fresh. Not to say that I know it all, but it's, like, not right. all super fresh. Honestly, I love the way that Dr. Beverly Tatum, like, talked about this stuff. Because I think that, like, the internet can be... I think about, like, people, like, white people that are trying... Sometimes I don't think that the liberals or the left gives them a chance to really learn. Mm. They're just, like, either catch up to us and know it right now, or fuck you, you're racist. Like, mm, that... But yeah. it's, like... Which I don't think is right. No. Because, and Dr. Beverly Tatum's whole thing, like, she would teach college classes, and there would be, she would have white people with, like, these views that were, you know, racist, but she was like, it's not their fault. She's like, they grew up in a racist system. They inherited a racist system, and they were programmed by school, TV, and their parents to think in this way. Right. So she's like, all I have to do as an educator is unpack them and show them how they've been programmed and they can think in a new, more open way. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have been programmed for sure. We all have. (laughs) No matter what race you are, you've been programmed. Yeah. And thank God, like my parents have corrected me when I was younger, when like, I remember like I was talking to my dad, something and I kind of, like, something about, like, my dad being from, like, an Indian person and just saying, like, oh, they must be good at math. Uh-huh. And then my dad's, like, what? Like, just because they're Indian doesn't mean they're good at math. And thinking at that time, like, well, it's a compliment, so why can't that be a racist if, like, that, that mm-hmm. it's not being racist if it's a compliment yeah. type of thing? And he was, like, no that like don't think like that that's not right and I'm like okay and then um I remember when 9-11 happened and my aunt who lives in Nebraska grew up in Nebraska Republican um I said like oh all Muslims are racist or like or like I said not racist a terrorist um yeah or going I not like all of them are terrorists but just saying like if you're a terrorist that means you're you're also Muslim mm-hmm. um and she's like no that's not right. And I'm like, well, like, yeah, it is. And she's like, well, what about the Oklahoma City bombing? Like, that guy wasn't Muslim. He was white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're right. But that was in such in the air at the time. Like, yeah. there was this whole idea around September 11th that, like, Islam was inherently this radical religion right. that would basically drive people to terrorism. And, like, that was a kind of a new, almost like a new yeah. racism. Yeah. It was. And I learned that from media and school. Not my parents. Yeah. Not my parents at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't learn any racism from my parents or pre, like, or assumptions or anything like that. It's all from, you know, unfortunately, sometimes experience, but media and school. Like, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, because... Especially when you're young, too, and you don't have all the facts yet, or you don't know your history yet. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know about systemic racism until, like, this... I mean, I knew, you know, but, like, 
I mean, it's, it's, I wish I learned that in school much earlier on in my life. I did not. They didn't obviously. teach us any of that. No, they didn't school. teach us any of that at all. And, like, I follow religiously to um, Bon Appetit. Find out that one of the um, uh, minorities of Bon Appetit was saying, like, first of all, they forced me into videos to show diversity. They don't compensate me. They're underpaying me. And I'm taking on more responsibilities as an assistant editor than I should, Mm -hmm. you know? And they're not compensating. And I... I think, like, her co-workers also were fighting for this, too. Like, how, like, this is, like, unfair. And Condé Nast, obviously, hasn't really said anything, kind of. They have. I don't know. But it just, like, I follow that, ma- like, that, I don't buy the magazine. I just go on the website and look at recipes. And I didn't make the conscious, like, effort to look at who are in their videos. Who who what are the recipes like there's no recipes for like african cuisine anywhere on Mm -hmm. this website anywhere or magazine because and then there's like this asian videographer who um would basically go to like the top 10 hot list restaurants of that month and like do videos and stuff like that he said he would constantly film white and asian chefs all the time never african-american chefs ever Mm. and it's like well people don't those are sticky recipes and they're too complicated for people and stuff like that that's like the feedback that he got of like why Uh, and it's like why did i not notice this why did i have to have a minority that works for that company speak out for me to fucking notice i think that's what white privilege is to me is like i am not looking at the actions that i'm doing that i'm like giving my time and energy to you know that are not representing enough minorities in their company so does that make sense i don't yeah i mean i think it's like the way i'm thinking about it it's like it's kind of invisible to us like the system is invisible to us so it's like we're totally just used to seeing like white people white people movies tv so you it's not always like the first thing you think about like oh where are the black people in this right like, where are the asian people in this like where are the gay people in this because you're like well that's what tv is right all the reality tv shows i watch at bravo majority are white okay vanderpump rules they fired two people who made made racist accusations of a of a, a former cast member um stealing and they call the police and there's thank god no repercussions of that like towards that woman who was falsely accused because mm. of this color of her skin um but am i sad to see those cast members go like yeah i'm 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 sad you're like the drama Ugh, the drama like we're not gonna see stassi's wedding like fuck like <laughs> like stassi like why did you say this stuff like you grew up in new orleans and of course you grew up in an all girl school that's probably majority white because your dad is a fucking architect and has a lot of money like of course you grew up in that type of environment where systematic racism was very influenced in your life like fuck dude yeah it just like and it's like can't why couldn't you it's just it's sad because it's like why couldn't you be better for me to watch your show <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't like, you be better so I could watch your wedding yeah, you're gonna be like, you, your wedding was gonna be in Italy. Like, fuck. And I love your fiance. And like, 
now I can't see him on the show anymore. Like, you know, it's uh-huh. just... And Kristen also, like, it's just she added a lot of drama, too, to the show. Like, her... It's just, like... Is that weird British guy still on? Oh, James? Yeah, he is. Okay. James is still on. Of course he is. Is he still, like... He's sober now. Oh my god, okay. He's I've sober. Seen, like, show, like three times. He is sober now. So good job, James. But that show needs a fuck. It needs an overhaul in the diversity. Face Every lift. it's everyone is white. Every single person is white. I don't I don't know who's Latino maybe, but majority of people are white. So God, it sucks because I love the cast, you know, but it's like it's these I feel guilty for feeling sad about it when I I feel like I shouldn't, you know, it's because it's the right thing to do. So, yeah, but it's also robbing you of entertainment value. So, I mean, you are it's the right thing to do, but you are losing something. I am losing something like, oh, God. So that's not untrue, but you're, you know. Right. But, you know, I have to think about, like, what that other girl was gaining. Like, she's, like, you know, there's consequences to these actions, finally. And, like, before there wasn't. She's getting justice. The Faith, like, is getting that because two cast members are getting fired. Actually, four are getting fired because uh, two new guys are, had racial tweets, like, years ago. And they didn't get kicked off at the time. But since they're firing... Stassi and Kristen, they have to fire all four, too. But th- those guys were boring anyways. They were boring as fuck. So they probably would have gotten fired anyways. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's- I think it's weird. I feel like we live in a time, I don't know if it's right or wrong, I guess, where it's like somebody could have a tweet from nine years ago and then they get fired because of it, which is like, delete your tweets. <laughs> if you're going to be on a show, go through your fucking Twitter. Tweet. Just delete your Twitter, honestly. Just yeah. make a new, new Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> but... Because I really want to believe that people can grow and that people can learn and that people can be sorry and then they can do better. Right. But I think that right now the climate, at least with the internet, is that black or white, right and wrong. It's right. like, oh, you did this thing nine years ago, you're a racist, you're canceled. Right. Which I don't like because it's like, I don't think that's helpful. Like, I think that the mindset should be a growth mindset and it's like, if we can get all the people that were programmed to be basically furthering a white supremacist agenda to realize the insanity of that and change for the greater good of all Americans. Right. That's the goal. It's not yeah. to cancel all the people. Right. That, you know. Yeah. Because like, let's be real. Like everyone has a right to their own opinions. Right. But sometimes have those opinions hurt other people. And maybe that person doesn't realize the consequences of those opinions or like, voicing them mm-hmm. but like like for example like my aunt telling me that not all muslims are terrorists like that's a crucial moment in my life thank god she told me that otherwise i would have probably thought that for years and years and years thinking yeah, that she educated you she educated me but did she like scold me for believing that way were no. You canceled? no. I was not canceled. You're like, okay. can't go to Thanksgiving. She's fired from the family. Uh, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. It's just like a mistake that I made because of the media and school and my environment, besides my home environment, you know, that I was in, like, that taught me that, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, yeah, I think they should be fired because, like, 
secretly think they're like only sorry because they got caught or whatever and this climate yeah i mean they definitely accuse somebody of stealing and yeah that doesn't yeah happen. like i think they only feel sorry for getting caught um what did we learn today <laughs> white privilege <laughs> that white i need supremacy right that um that i need to I need to be more aware of my white white privilege and not maybe and watch more like minority entertainment. I'm very bad at that. Very ter- like I'm very bad at that. Very bad. But is that gonna like really change anything? Yeah, because the demand will be there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never know how entertainment like ratings works. It's like, how do they know we're watching it? Do they know that? I guess streaming they know. Yeah, streaming. Come on, numbers. Yeah. Yeah, TV, they know. TV, they had to send out those, like, Nielsen surveys. No, they don't. They know. Back in the day, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Nielsen, yeah, no. They, the demand, advertising. Come on, you are in advertising. I'm in advertising, but we don't know how anything works. Like, we're like, are our phones listening to us? And I'm like. Yes! But I'm like, wait, we're in advertising. Like, we talk about that at work, and I'm like, wouldn't we be the ones to know that? Like, how did we, how did none of us know that? (laughs) No. I feel like what I, besides, like, donating money done that which i did should donate more but donated at some i don't have um, like oh <laughs> good uh, but it's like i don't have money to right donate. yeah i also. Uh, oops um yeah. like donating money like what i try to do is just like i just try to be a beacon of diversity in my work wherever i can because especially because we're making ads which is at least mm-hmm. everyone hates ads you skip them and ignore them but at least it's like it is there is representation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, even just, like, one brand I'm working on, we're trying to get them to do a Juneteenth post. Mm-hmm. And that was something I wanted to do because we were looking at the June calendar and we're like, we have to do Pride stuff, which, guys, is a whole nother story as a fucking gay employee with fucking straight-ass coworkers that don't understand anything. It's a struggle. But we look at this June calendar and they're like, and we want to do Father's Day. And I'm like, I really think that we should do a Juneteenth post. And everybody was like, what's Juneteenth? What, what, June what? And I'm like, here we go, okay? Emancipation! For you guys that don't know, Juneteenth celebrates the first time the Emancipation Proclamation was read in the South, which was the Civil War document that freed enslaved peoples. But it wasn't read in the South until like, two years after it was drafted and like none of the mm-hmm. enslaved people in Texas were freed at that point. They were still enslaved when like the other slaves have been freed because Texas was so far west. Right, right, whatever. We weren't even sure as a state. Like. So Texas literally the year after started celebrating that June 19th date called Juneteenth and now it's kind of become like a bigger holiday. I would not say it's mainstream at all. I didn't really know about Should. it until like I was in college living in Savannah and like, but it's, I think every state except three or four have it as a national, as a state holiday, like at least recognized, maybe not an official state holiday, but it's like a observed. It's on my iPhone. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm like, I think this, we should do fucking Juneteenth post for this brand. And we came up with this really good idea that we're trying to sell through. And it makes, I think even more sense now, but that's where I am trying to do something. Like I, when I write scripts, for work, like, I write gay people in those scripts. Mm-hmm. Because nobody else is. No one else is. Right. It's like, I just try to get it where I can, because I'm like, especially as a gay person, like, I think especially with gay stuff, because not everyone, I mean, like, probably all races, but I, 
with gay stuff, like, TV and representation of gay people has been so huge in getting gay acceptance because right. it's, like, if you know a gay person, that lifestyle, if you don't know a gay person, that lifestyle to you, lifestyle, honestly, that's what they used to say. That, <laughs> I like, know. Homosexuality seems icky and gross to you because you haven't thought about it or you haven't known someone, there's no personal connection. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like... And this was at a, I went to the museum in Washington, D.C. that talked all about this, but it's, like, representation on TV, like, especially for gay stuff, was super important because it was, just, it was just showing it to people and making it less foreign and less, like, devilish and more just, like... Having, like, a character. Dream. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, these are just people that love each other. They just... It's two men or it's two women. You're right. But before, you're like, ew, men touching, like, something about that is icky, but it's just because you're not exposed to it. Right. Sex exposed to it. So that's like what I try to do at least in advertising and honestly it never sells and I've had pushback on so much stuff where I've tried to sell in gay stuff and they're like you know what the clients are really conservative so we have to make this a man and a woman or we have to make these lesbians what? roommates I've had to change make those uh, changes multiple clients and it's sucks. it's always awkward for me because I'm gay and I have my straight boss telling me to make this gay it, thing straight God, fuck. it's fucking weird but I'm not gonna stop Right, no. And no. With, so that's why with like in and where I can with I have never gotten to do casting purely which is annoying. The one time we had to do casting, advertising stuff is here's the deal, you guys. They're obsessed with ethnically ambiguous casting. Me That's what every company wants. You think it means you, Marika, but what ethnically ambiguous is really code for is we White. want a light skinned <laughs> black woman. That's what it really means. Oh, they say is that not me? But it means light-skinned black. Well, I'm light-skinned. I would say. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you... But I'm too white. Get into casting. <laughs> no, I mean, you would be ethnically ambiguous. Okay. This is the kind of the skin tone they want. Right. They're just like... The Indian Like, ethnically tone. ambiguous to me The Indian, like, like, bleaching skin tone. Yeah. Almond. Like, ethnically ambiguous to me truly means you would... It's like androgynous. It's like you would look at a person and you wouldn't know what ethnicity they were. But you know they're more than white. But in the real advertising equation, they want a light-skinned black person. Right. Um, so at least that's good because it doesn't mean that they want, like, a white-ass person. Right. So I haven't had to do a lot of casting, but, like, I'm just, like, I'm like, well, ugh, I guess that's the only, that's where I can try with diversity besides donating money. Protests, you guys, I don't know. It's the age of Have corona. you gone? I was invited to, but I just feel like people haven't given me, I like to know all the facts before I do something. And I'm like... Yeah, we were just do. told to lock down for two and a half months to be responsible citizens and stop the spread of corona. But now I'm supposed to go to a protest with thirty thousand people, and I'm not clear that this mask is gonna fully protect everyone from infecting everyone else. Like right. no one's giving me the hard science on that. Right. So I don't feel. I don't know. I get conflicted. I am not the best. At finding out about protests, because, like, I'm on Instagram a lot, not on Facebook. And for some odd reason, it's not coming up in my feed of, like, protests that are going to be happening in Chicago in Uh the future. That's my other frustration. It's like, I want to be involved. And they're like, this protest that happened yesterday. And I'm like, what the fuck? I follow Black Lives Matter Chicago. Like, why? Why not, like... Why don't I hear about this? Like, I don't. And, like, I constantly see, like, Minnesota stuff all the time because of, like, Amanda, you know, posting constantly all the time. Like, her stories are, like, top, like, really yeah. great. I really love, like, all the work she's doing with that. Um, but I've donated. I bought a shirt recently. I am doing, I'm not very consistent with it, but I'm doing, like, Girl Trek, where basically it's, like, a Black History Woman boot, boot camp. 
these two black women talk about a prominent figure that's a woman in black history. They really encourage you to do self-care and, like, walk and stuff outside and... Um, just walk in general. They just encourage yeah, walking. Yeah, they yeah. really encourage walking. Like, if you walk for, like, 21 days, like, you'll... It's major improvement to your health or something like that. Um, so, so, yeah, like, I'm not walking every single episode to be honest with you because i like i don't i honestly forget about it and then i'm like oh shit they're like mixing they're like this is a black women's history podcast but also we need you to get some cardiovascular activity (laughs) yes they're into self-care is the idea that you're listening to the podcast while you're walking yes oh okay Okay, yes yes i actually love to listen to podcasts while i'm walking that's been my like new quarantine thing is like walking outside listening to podcasts oh really i like driving and listening to podcasts but um, but yeah, like doing that, um, constantly posting shit on Instagram, you know, all the time. And another thing is about like white privilege is I'm not having tough conversations with people that are silent on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? But like, I don't know because I don't like, I don't really use Instagram. Like, that's you're different though i constantly so i'm just like are people silent using or, you know y- you don't i don't i know that you're kind of silent but i know like you're not into social media that much like that's not you yeah and i'm not on i'm not on facebook that much so when i but when i see like a person who constantly is posting stories about their fun weekend you know with all their white friends and all that yeah, shit like posting other stuff. yeah and i'm like are you well, Stupid. Why would you have a white friends? The problem is that they're not acknowledging what is happening right no. now. They're not. They're ignoring it, or they're posting their fucking workout every day. They didn't even do the bl- Tuesday blackout. Okay, but there were critiques about that blackout, though. Like that there was. was okay, blackout. it was a cop out sometimes and like whatever. But still, they didn't even do that. Like, are you kidding me right now? What? Like, and it's, I would love to have that conversation with them, but at the same time, like, it's very uncomfortable. It's like, also, what is the point? I'm not very close with them anymore. Like, it's just, it's it's complicated. Because I don't, it's complicated because I don't want to make anyone feel bad or uncomfortable. But at the same time, I need to use my white privilege to do that because that's going to stop the systemic racism. Well, that's what Dr. So that's what Dr. Beverly Tatum says. Like in her book, she talks about, and this is something I've noticed too. Like this isn't her theory, but she kind of put it in her book. It was someone else's theory, but mm-hmm. she talks about like, Oh God, I'm not going to get it right. So forgive me. It's like white people have like, I think four stages of kind of like getting to where they need to go. And she makes a separate one for non-white people, but it's basically like, watch me get it wrong. You guys, (laughs) I think it's like step one. You don't know that racism exists. Step two, you uh, know about racism, but you're like, that's not me. Right. Step three, where I think is where a lot of white people stop is white guilt. You're like, oh my God, I'm part of this horrible history. Oh no, I feel so bad. And that's where it stops. And she's like, what's the first? Oh, girl, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You gotta go to stage I'm like four. on the edge of my seat. What's stage this? four is where you use, stage four is where you actually appreciate being white. 
Yeah. And appreciate the power it gives you to dismantle white supremacy. Does she go into how to do that, like dismantle? Probably um, talking to your white friends that are not saying anything. <laughs> I don't remember if she actually goes into that specifics because the book is like kind of about that, but kind of not about that. But it's like I've noticed so many people that are like so many white people that are like, oh my god, yeah, like not maybe not maybe in the last few years, I mean not right now in this mm-hmm. climate, but they're just like. Oh my God, white people suck. White people suck. White people... And I'm like, that's stage three. You're supposed to get to stage four where you're like, you know what? Being white fucking rocks. It does fucking rock. It feels wrong to say. And then you're like, and I'm going to use that to like lift everyone up. Mm. That's where it's supposed to get to. But people stop at that stage... Educated people stop at the stage three. Mm. Where they're like, "Uh LOL, so white, we suck. And you know, but you're like, what are you changing? No, I don't... Yeah. I feel like I had to talk to these people on my Instagram that, like, are not saying anything. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Part of me is just like, I don't know, or is it better just like, ugh, I was going to say March, but I'm like, this fucking corona. Because <laughs> it, for me, like, when Black Lives Matter marches were happening in the past, I felt really bad that, like, I didn't go to them. Also, I never knew when they were, and I would always hear about them two days later. And I was like, damn it, because <laughs> I want to be part of this. But now that I'm like, I feel like I know when they're gonna happen, but now I'm like, but the corona thing, and like, whatever. I'm just I'm f- trying to follow the news to be like, is there a spike? Is there not? Is, is it actually not as bad as we thought? Because it's outside and the sun's killing it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any just of the information. Just risk risk your life because black people risk their lives every day walking out the I door. I know, but it affects men worse. <laughs> no, I, it's also it's not just me risking. It's like I don't want to infect someone. What if I am carrying it right now? Yeah, you like. I got it at Jewel Osco, and then I'm gonna pass it on to somebody else. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that either. Yeah, so. spreading in it. And stuff like that. But then I mean, you gotta take the risk. I mean, also, like, I need to be better about the protests. I'm not, because I'm out in the suburbs too, but there are been suburban protesting as uh. well, too. So, so yeah, like, you know, and riots have spilled into the suburbs too, which is like never fucking happened, which yeah. is exciting. It's sad to say, but that's very exciting to me because this change is taking. It's more widespread. It's more widespread. People are taking it seriously this time. Well, that's what... Uh, somebody on NPR... I'm like, some black person on NPR, I don't remember who they were. But they were like, you know what I see that's different this time around? Is that I'm seeing white people marching in huge ways in this movement. And right. they were like, they're like, we, like black people, we've like marched forever and we've been trying to fight this shit forever. Mm-hmm. But they're like, the difference now is that white. non-white non-black people and white people are getting involved. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, okay, that's so exciting. It is very exciting. It's you know, very, I just want to say that I felt really, um, I guess, like, emasculated by Gen Z when... Why am I forgetting the name of the Florida shooting stuff? Oh. Uh, Parker Parkland. Like, all the Parkland high school, or stu- high school students were, like, standing up, and they're like, no more guns. And I was like, fuck, millennials... Our one chance to do something <laughs> was Occupy Wall Street. And that didn't do shit. shit. And now <laughs> didn't it's just Gen Z's turn. But now I'm like, ooh, with this thing at Black Lives Matter, that is fucking millennial as hell. And we're back <laughs> in the game, baby, and we're changing things. <laughs> Fuck you, Gen Z. Like Gen Z hasn't done anything for guns. I mean, they've, like, tried. They have. But they have. Like, they've had like huge rallies. Again, and I'm like, I mean, I know Gen Z's doing this too, but like, slow your roll. This is a fucking millennial movement, as far as I'm concerned. It is. <laughs> so, it uh, is. We're still young. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we should. This episode is so long. Um, I know. 
Should we do success? Yeah. So we all, you guys, we usually finish the episode with our successes of the week. To end on a positive note, we have to think about what those even were because it's the age of Corona. Who knows what day it is? <laughs> what's a week? What is a week? I don't know. It's all blurs together. Um, so for me, my success is, um, I said this in the last uh, reboot episode, um, that I'm killing it at work, but I forgot to give examples <laughs> of mm-hmm. why I feel that way, which is basically like my constantly getting like a, a applause and a praise and praise for like the work that I'm doing. Um, like I'm one of the like not this session yet but the may the may trimester we um i was like one of the top performers of like my region so so you get invited to like kind of like a thank you meeting where like the director of admissions will thank you like and saying like you're you guys are doing a good job you're basically carrying like our floor and is the there car- food no i have food oh what so thank this is... you. What do they give you? Well, there used to be like bagels and stuff. Okay. But that's when we were in the office. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So normally. Now, so if we hit fifty percent of our of our marketing plan by a certain time, we get an extra hour of lunch, like on like one day. You can actually you have a two hour lunch. For one day of the year. One day of that week or whatever. You guys, companies are a joke. <laughs> it's only it's it's only available every earner for a, literally one third of the year, and they give you an extra hour to like trimester. It. It's not. They don't even buy you the lunch. No. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. They didn't even serve coffee. Okay. Uh, uh, they didn't even serve like good coffee from Panera or anything like coffee in a box. Like what the fuck. But anyways, just like getting that type of praise, like just. But how I, meaningful would it be if they shipped like, oh, we're gonna have to do this online, so you won't have the bagel thing, and they like shipped a bagel to your house. I would eat it. But how much more meaningful would that be? A lot. Yeah. I would eat it. I don't really like bagels that much because I feel there's too much bread, and I like the crust of the bagel. Oh, you're gonna be like one of those girls where you like hollow it out and put the cream cheese in the. Hollow. Yeah, I don't want to be that girl, so I don't <laughs> eat the bagel. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so yeah. Uh, what about you? Yeah, okay. So my success is that I've been going outside a lot. Okay. Um, I was an indoor child. I, besides going to the quarry, swimming pool, I was an indoor child. Mm-hmm. But I realized, like, if I really want to make this feel like, I really want to embrace summer, especially because so much summer shit is canceled, I just want to be outside. So, like, I've been, like, going to the park after work and, like, taking my little fitted sheet and, like my swim trunks and just like sun tanning even though it's 5.30 so you can't really tan with like my Game Boy and my book and then last weekend I literally like played tennis with my friend outside what? on Saturday I've been wanting to do that with you the what park, the fuck is right there we can play whatever you want <laughs> I don't have a racket no, yeah. I have one but it's from the thrift store I need to buy a new one you can buy them at Target for $16 okay um my friend didn't have a racket she bought a racket and a tennis ball so we could do it so, oh my god, I like played tennis and then Sunday I was like outside all day because we were like grilling in our friend's backyard and I'm just like, yes, it's all about being outside. Like, and I'm like walking to the grocery store and like biking, like I'm just like, 
outside. Yes. Like, yeah. Especially because I sit by um, my front window of my apartment to yeah. work. Like, I literally sit next to the window and I watch people walk their dogs and their babies all day. And I just <laughs> stare at them I'm like, I'm working and you're free somehow. <laughs> what? You can be free if you had a dog. Because you have to take a potty. It just feels so pointless when I'm, like, working, especially on advertising, which we know is doesn't matter, but everyone in advertising thinks it matters. Um, and I'm like, nothing I do is going to change anyone's life, so why am I not outside? <laughs> That's um, not true. You're trying to push I'm the agenda to, for, like, like, gay couples on in advertising. I know. I'm trying to get this fucking Juneteenth Instagram post. Yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll sell it. Oh, my God. It's I've got so hope so. safe too it's like good but it's not too crazy it's like because clients get scared when you try to make them do something too crazy okay so um yeah you guys that's our episode we're, i think mm-hmm. we're gonna do these every two weeks yes every two weeks um we're gonna take a break during the holidays too well so the, mm-hmm. the like the christmas ho- it's june <laughs> i don't know why that's the thing we have to talk about right now. <laughs> just preparing um, you guys so it's not to be a surprise but um, we are going to yeah. Yeah, this is season two. Season two. Um, you guys can email us at fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> I I don't know what uh, IDK uh, what I'm doing at I, Gmail. No, 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 no. Is it a, is no, it a, IDKpod at gmail.com. Okay. We have to get our Instagram back up running, so we won't even plug that right now. I haven't even plugged that our show's back on our on my Instagram. People don't even know the show is like maybe back. Yeah, I you don't did. like I did. I but I felt guilty because it was like in the very beginning of Black Lives Matter, so like, should I even promote my own shit? But I did, so. Oops. Um, yeah. I mean, that's our show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. We're not gonna see Stassi's wedding. Like, fuck.